Welcome back to the Dads Unplugged podcast, episode 19. Uh, my name is Nelson Osorio. Just really excited to, to have a, a new guest, uh, a new face, a friend of Sean's, apparently. So, Sean, uh, why don't you take it away, introduce yourself, and let's give Eric a nice introduction here. Awesome. Hello, Nelson. Good to see you and hear you again. Uh, I am Sean Pace, the co-host on the Dads Unplugged podcast. I'm very excited to have a friend of mine that I met right before COVID in a uh, a men's renaissance group. He is he is a, a a man of men, and he has worked in sales for fly fishing, wine and cheese, fitness sales. He camps. He rows. He just is amazing, now has his own shop called Acme Fine Goods in Louisville, which is one of my favorite places to go to. And he is also a husband and a father of two. Eric Reed, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Sean. Nice to meet you, Nelson. And uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's exciting and I appreciate the invitation and, you know, look forward to having the conversation and kind of spilling what I've got for knowledge onto the, uh, the podcast world and we'll spread it around see what I can come up with. But yeah, can't wait to have you back in here, Sean. It's been too long. Uh, yes. 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 It has damn COVID. <laughs> yes, that is true. That is true. So Eric, be before we, we started recording, you were sharing um, that, that the past, I guess your career has been kind of in the sales industry. Can you share, you know, I'm always intrigued by, by parents that, that are in that lifestyle where they're always on the move and sometimes at the mercy of the client. How was that for you or how has that been for you as a dad and, and having to, you know, be in a position where you're doing commission, you're doing sales, you're, you're running back and forth between clients. Give us a little insight to that. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a great question. Um, and it's, it, you know, it shaped, it shaped how I am today. Um, the decisions I've made throughout my career. Um, you know, I started out kind of started out just kind of customer service and easy kind of retail sales. And, um, and, you know, and I realized I was pretty good at it, you know, to kind of making, making quick conversation, you know, finding ways to communicate and connect with people quickly. And, um, you know, and then that just continued to, kind of, I don't know, steamroll into uh, to a career in sales and to find a way to um, connect with business owners, whether they were large retail spaces or buyers for those retail spaces, um, or just clients walking in to try to figure out what it is they wanted from the things that I had. Um, and those decisions, as I became a father, um, were hard. Um, because it wasn't just about the client anymore. It wasn't just about um, making that sale. It actually had a lot more to do with me and um, the people in my life. So um, when I had kids, it definitely changed things. You know, I've got a 14-year-old daughter, 10-year-old son, and, uh, you know, I was repping. So kind of for some people, what, what they know about that is, you know, going in, I had in the fly fishing industry, um, you know, I had a, a list of six different brands that I would run around into shops and, and by running, I mean, driving a lot of driving and you have a regional, regional space that I took over. And this was back, you know, I've moved all over the country multiple times. And, um, and I lived in new England at the time when I was working in the fly fishing world and, uh, and by new England, I mean, my region was from Maine to Maryland. Um, and it was, wow. you know, and if you've ever driven across New York state, you realize how big that state is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just one of the states. So, wow. um, and pocked through that, um, are fly fishing stores and, you know, shops, whether they're outdoor shops with multi-floor and you've got your skiing and your kayaking and all the stuff on the one floor and fly fishing down in the corner, um, or you've got a devoted fly fishing shop. So, you know, a lot of drive time, a lot of steering wheels staring at, um, you know, dodging speed traps and, uh, New York's real tough for that. Um, you know, and from there, you know, moving back to Colorado, I went back to retail and so I'm going to be home more and try not to travel as much. And, but then I had the itch again and, you know, and I realized, you know, selling, you know, selling one backpack at a time versus turning around and selling to a larger brand and doing it in the hundreds, you know, there's, there's a satisfaction to it and something that I really enjoyed. Um, so it's hard to walk away from something that you really like. Um, but when I was back here traveling around, when I switched out of the retail and went back onto a plane, I was now traveling the Eastern U S so I was East of Colorado. So I had the entire Eastern region, which basically diagonaled from Texas to, um, to Minnesota. So everything East of that. Um, so, and that was for outdoor stores. That was for, you know, that was for a brand. I worked for Topo designs, um, out of Denver. Um, and I had a nice, good career with them. Great people, amazing brand. Um, and when I was selling for them, we crushed, you know, the, we were on the move. That brand was growing quickly. It was, you know, independently owned. They designed what they wanted. Um, colors were great. It was an alternative to your normal, large outdoor brands that people carry and wear. And, and when, you know, you see that person wearing that same puffer jacket with that same brand on it, you don't really acknowledge those people because you don't want to acknowledge the fact that you're wearing exactly the same thing. When I was working for Topo, um, you see another Topo jacket, another pack, you kind of give the nod and you're in the airport and you're like, oh, where'd you get that? What's going on? And it's a smaller community, smaller brand, and you still felt like you were a part of it. Um, but, you know, circling back to the original question, I was on a plane and I was traveling all over the country and, mm. um, and all of the satisfaction of the career and, you know, making bigger sales and seeing those numbers grow and hitting goals and hitting commission and bonuses and all those things. Those were great. But I live in Louisville, Colorado. I have two kids in the schools here. My wife's here. Um, you know, we've got a life in a community and it was really hard to leave every week, um, and be gone you know, 10 days at a time. Sometimes, you know, I'd land in, I'd, yeah, I'd land in Chicago and I would drive to Detroit. Um, and I would hit shops all the way along. I would go, I would land in Boston and then run all the way down the coast and end up in DC. Um, and I was, you know, I was doing my normal sales calls and stopping at shops, new shops, prospects. Um, and then also stopping at, you know, every REI, along the way and doing a 15 minute, you know, spiel in the morning to, you know, the 30 employees that were trying to open the store. And here I was staying there with a, you know, a box of donuts and some iced coffee and (laughs) be like, all right, I'm your best friend. I work for Topo designs. Let's go. So, um, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and it was, you know, and that again, that stuff's really fun. It never bothered me to go in there and, you know, wake up early, go hunt around, find the place, like talk to people. Oh, all right. Where's the best donuts? Not just Dunkin' Donuts. You can find anything. So, um, and making those connections, but 
it got to a point where traveling was just not worth it anymore. And the brand was doing well and I was doing great with it, but it, it got to a point where I had to make some decisions for myself and my family. And, Mm. um, and every time I'd come home, I'd be in Louisville and I'd be walking around and uh, I knew the other business owners. I had, you know, I've, I've lived in Colorado a long time and across the country, but I've known some of the business owners in town here for over 20 years. And when they were in other places, when they worked for other spots, when, when we lived in Vail and we were like ski bums, I mean, there's a whole list of history that, um, got me to really look at this town a little differently. And mm. yeah, it got to a point where I made the decision to uh, just do it for myself. And I had been doing it on every angle from the wholesale side to the retail side and, um, you know, and build out and all those things didn't scare me. Um, and it just took some time and we made the decision. And I mean, it was, and once I did it, I think that's one of the things that still shocks myself and a bunch of people is that I made the decision in March and of 2019 to, to leave my job with Topo. And it was a you know great job and good people and great brand. Um, and uh, I left in mid-March. I signed a lease April 1st. And then I was wow. open June 1st, just a few months later, fully stocked, fully remodeled, business intact, ready to go. And, uh, and because I had done it, I was the solo employee. I mean, mm-hmm. we're a partnership, my wife and I, in terms of the, you know, the legalities and everything, but I was the one in here every day. I had no other employees. I built the place right. out. I've curated it and uh, I couldn't be more happy with the decision I made for my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, no. it, yeah, it came yeah. down to those things, making those changes. So there's, there's something that I don't think people, <laughs> especially if they haven't been in sales, I don't think they realize the commitment level for a successful salesperson where, where there are times, you know, there are times where you're sacrificing time with the family, time with the kids to grow your sales team or to grow your client base. Because if you don't, the, the after effect a few weeks later can mean again, no bonuses or the commission drops down or another salesperson walks in while you were taking a break and kind of takes over your client base. So, you know, those, those are some, some moments as a parent where, where you have some real tough decisions to make, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I, at one point I was involved in, in financial sales and, you know, there's birthday parties you're missing, there's family events you're missing, barbecues you're not going to. Um, and then, and then people turn around sometimes and they see the success you're having, especially in, in your case, where again, you're, you're covering big parts of the country. And then that's a very successful thing to be able to pull off, but they fail to realize then as a dad, you might've, you might've missed the baseball game or the piano recital, or yeah. again, the family barbecue where everyone was at that you haven't seen in weeks. So, you know, oh, yeah. So I mean, for, yeah. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree. And the, the list of things that I missed um, is infinite. I mean, I think, you know, we were, I, so, when I was working in retail here in Colorado, I was able to, you know, manufacture my schedule so I could coach my son's soccer team. And I did that because I'm a competitive new England, you know, <laughs> loud giant father. Um, and so it got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm just going to coach. I'll just coach. I played. Why not? And it was amazing. I got to be there every Tuesday, Thursday, go to the games. Like, you know, I, I, I built that schedule so I could do that. And it was incredible yeah. to be around my son more, to see all that, to see his buddies, get to know the other parents. Um, but when I made that decision to go back on the road for that same company and I was mm-hmm. jumping on planes, I couldn't coach anymore. 
So not only did I not coach anymore, but I was missing the games. I was missing, you know, missing those conversations with the parents, seeing my son, you know, make a save or whatever it may have been. Um, and on top of those things, when you work for somebody else, and even when you work for yourself, um, you know, when a conversation with your your significant other, my wife, we talk about a travel to go see family. We're both from New England. We live here in Colorado. You know, I don't know about you, but anytime a conversation about a vacation comes up, it was Ajda, you know, like nausea would eventually jump in. And it was because I had, I just, I knew what that meant. I knew by not being here, I was missing work. And I grew up with a father who ran his own business. He worked his tail off all the time. I mean, he's still working. He, you know, most of people his age are retired by now, but that's a, it's a big one. And you're right. Missing those things. Um, it's, I won't get those back, but I'm making up for it now having my own shop. So, yeah. Yeah, I got it. It's, it's, <clears throat> sorry, it's interesting when to hear from someone else that's been in sales. And I used to travel all the time um, before I got furloughed and then joined the tech company. Um, <laughs> and this, everyone always thinks that, um, even sometimes your your kids, at least mine did sometimes, they're like, oh, you get to go travel to all these places and it's so cool. You're in planes and hotels. And and while there are sometimes there are little aspects of it that are pretty interesting and and you some of it you learn to love because you if you don't, you're just gonna be miserable. You're out the whole time yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. And then you're out of your job because yeah. you can't you can't function. But it is um yeah, it you know, for for any parents that have to involve a lot of travel, there is that moment, I believe, that you you come to a realization that, you know, what's the what's the ROI on me doing this for a significant length of time? What am I gonna miss that I wish I hadn't? And it's it's having that realization, having that conversation, especially with a partner, um, that you make the change. And I really applaud you that you saw that and you made the change and you created this business with your wife and you have, I mean, I've, you know, I've been blessed to, to have known you for a little while and you you're there until you were, were able to hire somebody. You were there every single day, every day on social media, every day shipping out packages, especially during, during COVID. But the, but the payoff when then I get to see you and we talk and you're like, Hey, I'm not in town. Cause I'm the, the family were out of town for a couple of days. And I know when you get those days away, you're able to then, um, actually recharge. And how has it been for your family? How's the dynamics? How has things changed with your relationship with not just your wife, but with your kids since you started the shop and, and especially during COVID when you, you guys took that forced time away, but seem to have really kind of re-energized. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I just literally just got chills thinking about it. <clears throat> I mean, last year, I had just come out of six months of running basically my dream to have my own shop. And, you know, and I was like, all right, you know, this is, I had the experience to do it. I knew the brands, I knew all those things. And, uh, and I came out of holiday 2019 feeling like I was on top of the world. I mean, like strutting around high fiving people I didn't know. I mean, it's one of those things that you're, you're feeling it. I was feeling myself. It was good. I mean, I had a, you know, crank through, you know, holiday and, you know, we had this small little shop and really cool stuff. And I came into 2019 being like, all right, phase two, let's go. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, the world, um, obviously things were not what we planned. And, um, and I think, 
and I, and look, and you know, the thing is I, I came out of last year in a, in a really good place. And I think your question hits it is that it wasn't just business. Um, that good place came from eight weeks. I wasn't able to run this store. It was closed, locked. Um, and I shut everything down website included, um, other than, you know, gift cards. Um, because I didn't want to put myself at risk at the time we didn't know what was going on. Um, and I was, you know, shipping boxes out, going to the post office with gloves on and a mask. And I was, you know, running into the post office and like dodging people and dropping it in the drop box and like running out. I was holding my breath. I mean, it was like, who knew we had no idea. And, um, and all of a sudden it got to a point where I was like, forget it. I'm closing the door. Like it, it's obviously where it's illegal to be open, but I'm going to have the website closed entirely. I don't want to, I don't even want to be at the post office. And, um, you know, my wife and I, um, have a place in Buena Vista, Sean and I, we've talked about this before, but, um, and we went there and it was one of those times where, you know, my kids were trying to figure out what we were doing with school. And, mm. um, you know, I've got a eighth grader, um, who, you know, she needs friends. She needs people around. She's a like drama music. That's her thing. And, and I've got a 10 year old who is like your sporty sport who wants to be playing on his teams and hanging out with his buddies and going, mm -hmm. you know, skate park and, um, and to shut it down, like really, truly shut it down, um, was really, really hard. And I'm a people person. Like I need to talk to people every day or I lose my mind. Um, and <laughs> And I love my wife. I do, but like, we've known each other a long time. So I need strangers to talk to, you know, they, <laughs> these strangers don't know my stories. My wife definitely does. So she's heard it all before. Um, so it's, uh, so, you know, the recharge really did, it took a second, it took some time and, um, and the relationship with my kids, you know, definitely changed. And, um, you know, I think, you know, it's, I think, it's a tough one for kids to really look at what's been going on this last year. Cause I think, mm -hmm. you know, there's mm -hmm. so more in the present than adults are. We have so much more history and time. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, right. um, for them, they're going to definitely look at this a lot different than we are. I think that kids are very resilient. So I think they're going to be okay. Um, mm -hmm. and I applaud them for their efforts for what they've been going through. Um, but my wife and I are in a better place being able to take time and stop and just, again, be more present, um, being up in Buena Vista, surrounding yourselves with mountains and river, um, you know, seeing transition of seasons. I mean, really taking the time. I mean, we were talking about it with people last year, like how many people took the time and just sat on their front porch and listened to birds, you know, like how many times did you acknowledge and recognize, wow, that's gorgeous sunset. Like it takes time mm -hmm. to do those things. But mm -hmm. when we're all in the moment of we can't go and do the stuff that generally distracts us from our regular life, like work mm -hmm. and like paying bills and going to the bank and all grocery shop and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you take a second to just look outside and see how beautiful it is. It's pretty incredible. And my yeah. kids actually recognize that too. So it was, well, it was great. It definitely, definitely slows things down. I have a 10 year old son as well. And, and I think the hearing you share like about how your son with sports, the, the biggest challenge for us was, uh, well, March, April was the beginning of spring baseball. And, yeah. and as soon as it gets shut down, you're just thinking, what do we do now with, and we have a 10 year old and that's it. So, so dad is the guy he goes to, to go play. There's no sibling. There's no, you know, yeah. and we had, we had neighbors, but, 
Um, same thing. Everyone was doing their best to keep their distance with the uncertainty uh, of what was happening. How, like, how, how was the school dynamic for you as a dad with them? Did they do virtual schooling for a while? Was there involvement from you and, and your wife having to help? How how'd that work out? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, yeah, I mean, so we had every iteration of school that they could come up with. Right. So, you know, last year it was right at spring break when everybody closed down. I mean, I remember it, it was March 14th when I closed the store, it was two days earlier at my daughter's, you know, musical that they like the phones all blew up at the, when we're all applauding for the kids after Annie, you know, my daughter just did her like full singing dance routine and we're all done. And everyone in the entire audience, all their phones get a beep from Boulder Valley school district. And it was incredible to see an entire auditorium get the news, right? We're, we're mm -hmm. closing school. We're going to see what happens after spring break. Um, and, you know, school is tough. You know, my son, he's just like me, you know, like openly admit it. Like he's, I've, I'm dyslexic. So I, school was tough. I mean, I did not enjoy it. I was an athlete. The reason I went to school is so I could go to practice and go play and, um, and so he struggles in school and he, you know, is at a school that offers him those, um, those skills mm -hmm. and tools. And, um, but my eighth grader, my daughter, she crushes it. She's my, she's my wife's brain. You know, she is, um, she's gonna, she could do whatever she wants for the rest of her life at any choice, any moment. Um, and I think the two of them have totally different experiences in school, mm -hmm. um, and they both experienced these changes completely differently, but it was very hard. So, um, you know, my son actually appreciated being online a lot more. Um, it was a way for him not to be distracted by other kids, other things going on. Um, he could get it done and mute it, move off. He didn't have to deal with a, you know, a teacher telling him to do something else. And, uh, and my daughter, on the other hand, is in, you know, accelerated classes. And I mean, she wants more, she wants more education. She wants to be involved with the other kids. She wants to, wow. you know, get in the mix. And so, yeah, online has been tough. And with Boulder Valley this year, um, it's been a mix. It's been like hybrid. So a couple days mm. in school, a couple days online. Um, but my son's been doing a half day program and then comes home and does a one hour elective to get full credit. I mean, it's been wow. a lot of juggling. It's been crazy. Yeah. I mean, and had I been still on the road, um, none of, none of that would have happened. I mean, it would have, yes. So, um, we've been, you know, this more, I drive my son to school pretty much every morning, um, which is really fun. It's a little, you know, 15, 20 minute drive there and goof around and, oh yeah. And he's in fifth grade. So you got to go through sex ed and because school isn't on, <laughs> who's the sex ed teacher, this guy. <laughs> Um, so, so, so that's, that's a, yeah. Why don't we talk about how those conversations are going? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, they're <laughs> awesome. They're so great. Um, it's, you know, it's interesting, Is, you know, do you have a strategy with that? Is there like a, don't share too much, mm, let him figure uh, it out. Or are you just going by the textbook and just going, you know what, we'll read through it. And yeah, I mean, my son, I think, again, I have a fifth grader. They haven't gotten to that part of. I'm not sure if that's maybe to, towards the tail end of the year. Yeah, hell, um, yeah. So I, maybe it is. Maybe they're just right. like the throw it in weeks, there real quick and, and then and run back to the parents. For the right, right before the summer, they're just like, "Here you go, parents. Good luck." <laughs> yeah, STDs. Have fun. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, um, it's been well. So, yeah, you know, you 
like all normal, you know, parents these days who are, um, who have access, it's called uh, Google it. Um, so you definitely jump on YouTube's got a lot of, a lot of offerings, um, some gnarly ones too. You don't want to share, um, be careful of what you, what you Google. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think it's interesting. We, you know, we tried because, because my daughter is older on my daughter and made my son sit with us while we were reading, you know, some of the books there. And, um, you know, there's amazing resources out there and, you know, obviously the jokes are, Jokes are readily available um, when talking about um, sex ed with a fifth grader, uh, a boy for that matter. Um, but, um, you know, it's, I think, I think really most, both of my children are just really, really want the honest truth, right? So mm-hmm. whether it's as like embarrassing or not, um, you know, it's better to just go ahead and kind of give them the straight truth. And I think, you know, obviously, histories and your own personal background um it's good to censor some of that stuff um it's not important to uh tell your kids everything about you um some secrets are better left secret um uh, <laughs> but uh um that's if you want to quote me that's my quote for the the the, the podcast but um but it's uh you know it's been interesting and it also i think to be honest it's kind of shown my my son that there's you know I don't know everything, you know, and there's a lot of new stuff out there that, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not that old, but there's a lot going on in the world today. And, you know, and even just the explanations and the conversations I have with my, uh, my fourth, my, uh, my 14 year old, my eighth grader, I mean, and I hate to even, I don't, I don't hate it. I dislike using the term, but it's, uh, it's pretty amazing how woke the, the generation is that my daughter is being brought up in. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm very, very open to, um, to people and their choices and the things they're born with. And, and I, I want people to know that they can be themselves and, but to listen to, to listen to my 14 year old who is, you know, eloquent beyond, um, and explaining this stuff, she, she will teach you what you don't know. And I think that's something that I'm really, really um, encouraged by in terms of our the generation that she's growing up in right now. I mean, this is a this is a time this is an awakening, and I'm so excited to yeah. see my kids in it. You know, the, when we you know when we were having kids, I mean, you guys know when you're having kids, you're like, oh my gosh, is this the world I want my kids in? And right. and there's so much going on. And to be honest, I'm ecstatic. Mm-hmm. that my kids are in it right now because they're the ones that are really, they're going to make those changes. Like whether we do anything, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, and especially when, you know, my daughter is a total badass. I mean, she's, you know, eighth grader um, setting up protests in her middle school. And I mean, she just got sent home for dress code violations on purpose with 20 other girls that she set up and, and, you know, and my wife and I, I mean, this is, you know, we proud, used to joke. Proud dad moments. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, seriously, when, when she came home all fired up on a Wednesday and said, you know, I got to tell you something, you can't be mad. And she told me all about it. And by Friday morning, she had already on Thursday had a conversation with the principal about what was going to happen Friday morning and basically left them on the phone. Like, well, you know what you're going to do and you know what I'm going to do and I'll right. see you tomorrow. And she didn't make it through the front door. They had her, they had her pinned at the door. <laughs> they had the schools surrounded 
and uh, had to go pick her up because they sent her home. But, um, you know, but I'm glad to share that, you know, three weeks later, they had a meeting with administration and changes are being made to the dress code. So, and whether that's just from how the teachers address the girls and how they, you know, address the dress code um, and how they enforce it, it's incredible. I mean, that's something that that's powerful stuff. And she's yeah. seeing it around the world and things are changing right now. I mean, it's still crazy. There's a lot of bad stuff going on, but yeah. some of these kids are really, they're taking it and they're going with it. So I'm, I'm happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun when you see your, when you see your kids and, and they, they're able to uh, take that kind of stand and for their, for what they believe is right. And they're not afraid to do it. And I used to see it in my daughter at a young age. I mean, all the other girls would go this way and she's like, eh, I'm going that way mm-hmm. and didn't really care. And then when the protests over the last year were going on, I mean, she's going to turn 17 this summer, but I was really proud of her that she was like, dad, I want to go. Mm-hmm. I want to go support. I, I want to have my voice heard and paints a fist on her window where everyone can see in the front of the house. I mean, you can't drive past it and everyone's seen it and people are pointing and I'm shaking my head. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I'm proud of her for, I mean, she didn't ask. She just, she just grabbed the white paint and did it. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, wow. I support you. And it, and it's, it's really, um, and it's exciting. And when my son stood up for himself a year ago and he, and about, about two years ago and he calls me, he texts me, he's like, you're going to get a phone call. And I was like, I remember being at the gym and I was like, um, you okay? He's like, I'm not going to be bullied anymore. I was like, I'll support you. Whatever the, regardless of what the school says, yeah, I'm going to support hundred percent. Yeah. And sure enough, half an hour later, school calls me and they're like, <laughs> you need to come get your son. Mm-hmm. He started a fight. I was like, I don't think that's what happened. We had a conversation and it wasn't, he was tired of getting pushed around and he pushed back, Yep. but he pushed back. So everyone saw. And I was like, okay, you got yeah. it. Bud. Proud. Yeah. And, it, and it's, yeah. And those proud, da- the proud dad moments are, uh, are available if you're looking for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's again, kind of Nelson, when you asked me like the choices in my career and being here and having my own shop and being home for dinner every night, no matter what, unless I, you know, decisions made or something's coming, but you know, being able to be around the morning and being home and you can see those things and have those conversations. I mean, it's, it's a lot harder to do that on a phone call in a hotel room in Detroit. Um, with my daughter than it is to be able to go and just go pick her up and hold her hand and walk her back to the car um, and let her know that she stood up for something. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a big deal. And, you know, and, and, and Sean, good for your son. You know, this is, we live in a, we live in a time where, you know, violence is not condoned, you know, out of the three of us, we kind of grew up in a different time and we as boys and males definitely, had to fight our way through it. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I don't know where you guys grew up and, and what it was like for you guys, but, um, I did not grow up in a friendly environment in schools. And, and that's something that you kind of had to deal with differently. Bullying was boys being boys. Right. So, yeah. you know, now it's, it's nipped in the bud quick and, uh, right. you know, administration doesn't allow it. And I mean, I remember, yeah, it was fourth grade. Like that was, my first like proper fight in school. And that was not, that would never happen right now. It like Mm -hmm. so rarely happens. And if it does, it's big deal. It's a big deal. So, um, and I don't condone that for my son, but I also make sure that he's not to be 
he knows that he can stand up for himself and protect himself. That's right. a big deal. That, yeah, we, you know, funny enough, we have these conversations or have had over the past couple of years. Um, so I own a mental health agency, uh, staffing agency. I hire therapists and uh, a lot. We work with kids predominantly. So the kids that we work with, their situations where they are being bullied and and sometimes the schools aren't on top of it. Um, and it's it is important for our kids to know that as parents, we support them to stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. So the fact that showing your son. Yeah, that he texted you and said, hey, you're going to get a, a message that he was comfortable enough to go, you know what, I am going to stand up for myself. Because sometimes as parents, we we kind of direct our kids in the wrong direction by saying, no, mm-hmm. fighting is completely wrong. Never do it. But if a kid's, a kid's being bullied and, and they do approach the teacher, they, they approach the school and, and they don't do anything, got to let them kind of take it into their own hands and and do whatever they feel comfortable enough doing. That way they can go ahead and and go the next day to school because it's not going to be over mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. But they have, they're, they're the ones that have to show up to school every day, not us as parents. So again, for both you guys, just sharing stuff like that and Sean, especially, um, you know, bringing up that, that your son went through something like that, you know, you've done something right over the years where he was comfortable enough to go handle it himself and let you know, by the way, <laughs> by the way, I mean, I, I know exactly where I was. I was at the gym doing um, dumbbell incline press and my phone pinged. And I was like, oh, what's this? And he's like, you're going to get a phone call. He's like, dad, you're going to get a phone call. I was like, okay, what's, you know, what's going on? And he's like, I'm tired of getting pulled, pushed around. I was like, do you support me? And I was like, yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. Do you That's- support me? Do you support me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yep. awesome. and I even argued with the dean. I was like, "This has been going on." Like the teacher has. I was like, "Yep, right." Teachers don't see everything. God bless them; they have enough to worry about. Right. Then yeah. also being a surveillance system in every class. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't condone, you know, resorting to your fist to solve problems. However, you have to be able to be strong in who you are, and right. to I mean, it goes as clear as you know, creating boundaries. This is not okay anymore and i'm if what i have to do is this to recreate the boundary for my safety my own health then do it um yep. yeah it's being a dad is uh it, these are the moments that you don't know about when you have a child and you don't necessarily always think about it. you're like oh that one day when they're going to get into a fight or the one day when they're going to stand up for a friend or and we try our best to just if what we do leading up to that moment is is good then we can hope the decisions they make are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. even, even though the, 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 I'm sure you had a conversation when he got home and it probably has continued, you know, those are teaching moments that, that are, are going to stick around in not just our minds, but in our kids' minds for a long time. Cause then they have kids and they go, you know what? here's a story from when I was in high school, and, you know, and I sent my dad this text message. Yeah. Imagine the courage that he had to have to even, to even yeah. send you that text. He could have easily just not, and you would have got the phone call regardless. So again, th- those are some, some powerful moments. Hey, Eric, the, the business now, since it's, it's a storefront, correct. You, your social media is, is, is it's very live and vibrant. You're, you're posting videos and pictures. Is there, is there any involvement from the kids or do you use the storefront as an opportunity to teach them about clothing, about business? Is there any incorporation with that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, like I said, my, you know, my, my wife and I, it's a partnership from the, the legal world, but you know, my wife is 
a much, she does pro programming. She's a computer programmer that works from home. She could be fine not talking about shirts or terry cloth or you know <laughs> organic recycled whatever um but my uh you know my both my kids because i live in the community i mean i walk to work i mean this this is a really small spot so um old town Louisville is is vibrant and you know the middle school kids my my daughter walks to school and walks right past the store on her way home um they stop in who her and all of her girlfriends and um you know i've got stuff in here for for everybody from basically middle school boys on basically, um, and women's as well. But, um, both my kids, they come in here, they feel comfortable. I mean, my son stashes candy down below the, the counter be below the register and, you know, and my, but my daughter, Micah, um, she is, I mean, she can do this job. I mean, she's, she's been around long enough to know how to talk to people about it. And I mean, she may not know the prices of everything because mm -hmm. she didn't order it and didn't tag it or whatever, but, um, but she can, she can talk the talk. She's got the gift of gab and it's, uh, you know, comes from her papa bear here, but, um, but yeah, I mean, she's comfortable in here and she, she's on the, she's actually in quite a bit of the photos for the Instagram stuff. She's one of the Instagram, uh, female models in there. And, um, and my son, he comes in and plays, he has no interest in hanging out here at all. I mean, I understand <laughs> why, but, uh, but my daughter is definitely, um, very much into fashion. And, um, and so we have a lot of conversations about those things, you know, and to be honest, a lot of teaching points about, you know, um, fast fashion and what's going on with the industry and, you know, environmental takes on it. And, you know, I choose the products I have in here because of utility, but also, um, a lot of it is the functionality and then also where it came from, how it was made and by whom. Um, I don't want this stuff just made by a, a, a sweatshop somewhere. And um, I make decisions and that also in, is tagged into the price of what's going on in here. And so a lot of conversations with my my daughter about the brands that I carry and why. Um, and, you know, and that also it, that translates into when she wants to go and go to the mall. And she asked me why, you know, big mall shops have everything on sale always all the time. And it's a, you know, a $6 shirt. Why is it $6? You know, mm -hmm. and that's because of, you know, people who make it and where it's made and how it's made and materials. And, and those are things that I really do care about when I, you know, Sean's been in here. I mean, I can go, I can go down the rabbit hole on a wax canvas. I could talk about that for <laughs> We've <hours>. done that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and I, and that's, I think, I think they, they do get that from me. They get the understanding that I, I do actually very much care about what it is that I'm selling. I, I really do take the time to research the brands and, and where they stand on certain things. And, um, and I make choices about whether I keep them in here or not by how they treat the small retailers and online and, you know, their stances. I mean, I, I get to run my own store however I want. So mm -hmm. if I don't like something, I can make that change. And, you know, and that may sound bold, um, but it's also the way it goes. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of places don't care about me. And so if I get to make my choices to protect my customers and the people who are here, um, and also to, to grow my, to grow my kind of, I don't know, to grow my community mm -hmm. in a, in the right direction, I get to make those choices. So yeah, my kids are involved and they definitely come in and play around in here. They feel comfortable to do what they need. And, um, you know, I've got a creepy old basement, so they definitely go run around in there and check that out. And, 
but yeah, you'll, yeah, I know Nelson, you'll see you show up. I'll show you. We've got, <laughs> we've got the creepy tunnels that run around in this old coal mining town. So, but yeah, it's they're pretty, involved. Pretty cool. Well, I, I think you're, um, I mean, I, no, I don't think I really believe that the examples that you're leading for your kids is the, is one of the reasons why, uh, they're as strong as they are and the decisions they're making. And, and I, I mean, I applaud you for the products that you do carry because it shows who you are as a person, um, the reflection of what you do. And I mean, I've, <clears throat> I've appreciated going in pre-COVID and, and we, we had a few times gone down the rabbit hole on certain products. And, and I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. And you're like, just hold on. Here's why. And you laid out like every reason why that is the best, why you carry it, why I should have it, why I'll have it forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and at the end of it, I'm like, okay, I'll get it. <laughs> and then yeah. I, I mean, my Filson coats, I mean, just be honest, I get complimented on those winter jacket, um, and the overcoat all the time. And, um, I absolutely love it. So I, I applaud you a lot, a lot. And I, I'm very grateful we met when we did. Um, and thank you for, for everything you're, you're doing for the community of Louisville. It's a, it's a fun community. It's one of my play, favorite places just to go play around. Um, and it's close enough that I can do it and it's not crazy busy like other parts of, of Denver or Boulder. Um, so, yeah. as a, so as we're kind of getting to the end, we have a couple of questions that we ask every guest. So we want to make sure that we get to you and ask these as well. So one for right. me is serious. One's trying to be a little bit lighthearted. Um, you've kind of touched on this. So you don't take very long if you don't want. What do you want your legacy to be? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's that, you know, that's the the big powerful question, right? I mean, I think um, what do you want to be remembered for? And, uh, you know, I think it's so hard to answer, like without sounding egotistical or, um, or too boastful or, but I mean, I think, I think I, I, I want to be remembered as someone who could be helpful. You know, I want to be remembered as someone who could be relied upon. Um, and whether that's my kids and my wife, um, and, you know, and I didn't, you know, obviously this is about being a father, but, you know, being a father for me is still also being a husband too. Um, and so I think being remembered, um, as someone who could be relied upon is probably the the key focus for me, making sure that people know they can call me if they need something. And, and I will be the first one to come running if you're a stranger or a friend. Um, and that's, you know, those are things that I was taught as a kid, um, by my parents and, um, and the community of people that I've grown up with and been around. Um, I, I'm very lucky. I still have a, a group of people who I've known for over, you know, since eighth grade, um, over 20 years that live in the area here. And we are all super close and still get together. And we see our friends, kids grown and, you know, we're not blood, um, but we're definitely family. So, you know, for me, I want to be, I want to be able to be known to be relied upon so people can come in and ask for help and I'll be there. That would be it. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Love your answer. That's awesome. Uh, so my, my silly question is, do you have yeah. a dad, do you have a dad joke or a dad Man. story? Uh, so without, uh, without spilling the beans too much on you guys and your like magic recipe here. Um, <laughs> I have been stressing out about a dad joke since I saw it on the list. <laughs> and, and so, and the reason being, and this is, I, and I was talking, and again, like every person I've talked to, I, I think that I'm a funny guy. 
I really do. I think that like when we're chatting, I can chew it up and we can have a good time. I'm from the East. So I'm like quick and sarcastic those are, those and whatever. Are the clear symptoms of a dad, clear. Symptoms yeah. Of a dad. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm hilarious. Yeah, I'm yeah. literally the funniest yeah. person I know. And so, <laughs> and so the, and, but the trouble is those like punchline one liner kind of jokes I've had a hard time with. I mean, I remember the practical, like, what is it? The in, inappropriate jokes books that you used to get when I was a kid. <laughs> right. And there's none of those that I'm going to tell on this, on this, uh, on this podcast. <laughs> um, but again, because I've been thinking about it, I've been listening to people and like trying to figure out uh, where do these jokes come from? And my son hit me with one yesterday and, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, Hey, uh, so I'm going to use this joke. You just told me a joke. I'm using this joke. And so it's not mine. So I take no credit for this, <laughs> but it. I will Got tell it. Disclaimer out the way. You're a typical dad. <laughs> that was okay. a lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of backstory before we get to this pretty cheesy joke. All right. So, um, uh, why do you not fart in an Apple store? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Because uh, they don't use windows. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> right, and so, and I own I use it because it's got such a great little clean kick at the end. People will get nice. it because we're old, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and it came by way of a ten year old. So there's my dad joke. Um, I hope awesome, that awesome. didn't ruin the whole podcast. That <laughs> is perfectly <That's> awesome. done. <laughs> perfectly done. Well, in the spirit Terrible. of all ten year olds, uh, we're gonna do a "Would You Rather" question for you. This all one's right. up your alley, though. I think I, okay. I got one that's right up your alley. Uh, typical. Would you rather question A or B? You got to pick one. You can't say both or none. Um, okay. And you have to give a reason why. So you'll answer first, Eric, and then and then Sean. Again, this is up your alley. Would you rather wear your pants one size too small or never wear underwear ever again? Um, and just to clarify, the wear your one pants one size too small, think the tightest size you're typically going to wear and go smaller than that. Yeah. Or just never wear underwear and kind of just free ball this thing for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. All right. I know mine. I'm in. I know my answer. What do you got, Sean? You got you know what you're where you're going with this? Oh, I'm getting I mean, I run a clothing Damn. store, so I got an I answer know. for this one right away. Yeah. Well, that's why um, I'm like, this is a good one for you because you're you're the clothing guy. So Yeah. Uh, uh I would say never wear underwear ever again. Yuck. Yeah, that's a hands down. That's a hands down right there. That's the one. <laughs> I mean we can, you know, you can, because you can make all sorts of choices, but if you walk out with a tight pant, that's way too tight. Oof. People can judge. People can Oof. judge. <laughs> and, uh, I already wear, I already, what are wear, they judging? What are yeah, they judging? I mean, Eric? How tight mm. are those pants supposed to be? And, uh, and <laughs> I'm, you can't see it from here, but you know, I'm no, I'm not a little dude. Like I'm six, five, I'm two I'm a big guy. So wow. tight, tight, tight pants. Cause I already wear tight pants. So I'm already I'm already on the hipster scale at this point. So you throw on a, a size even smaller, um, yeah. That's it's that's a lot of real estate. I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be showing that off. Um, how the hell and, the hell did he get into those? <laughs> yeah, it's that that like jump in technique kind of deal. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah, no underwear, no problem. I got all sorts of soft cottons and we got all sorts of things to wear for the rest of my, my time. If that's the case. Um, yeah, no underwear, no underwear. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Nelson, what about you? You know, I, um, <laughs> I don't wear underwear now, so. 
So easy choice. <laughs> easy choice. This is where, now we know where the question came from. Now we know where the question came from. He's just trying to justify his situation. Is what he's doing. Uh, I just wanted to get confirmation that what I'm doing is a healthy, <laughs> okay. healthy decision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the life. answer is yes. You can wear tighter pants, Nelson. You can still wear tighter uh, pants, but I'm un I'm unsure. I'm a, I'm a pajama sweatpants kind of guy most of the time. Ooh. So, so if I'm gonna go one size too small, we're, we're gonna have issues. Mm -mm. We're gonna have yeah. some problems. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -mm. It's all about the moisture wicking, really. So we got to make sure. We... <laughs> See, that's my joke. There it is, right there. Uh, yeah, awesome, awesome. Very vivid image. Um, hey, Eric. There's there's some people that are going to listen to this and go, where do I find this guy? Especially the the clothing, and and you sound like an expert in in not just having clothes in your store, but the actual textures and, and, and the entire process from start to finish. So where can they find you? Yeah. So, I mean, on the World Wide web, it's acmefindgoods.com. Yep. acmefindgoods.com. And, uh, you know, you can see it online and through social media, same at Instagram. So at acmefindgoods, um, you know, and we're here in Louisville, Colorado. So not too far from Boulder, just up the road from Denver. Um, and it's a cool little downtown Main Street. We just got Main Street closed, so you can come and eat at all the restaurants and the breweries outside safely. And even though we're, you know, we're coming into clear, we all know what the Colorado weather in summertime is. So mm. you can come up here and enjoy it, take a stroll. And I mean, I encourage everyone to come and check out my shop, obviously. But you know, it's a it's more of a community thing, to be honest. And come check out Louisville and see what we've got going on in here in town. And you know, my second year anniversary is going to be June 1st, which is, you know, a big deal. Um, yeah. And uh, and so there's a lot of celebrations. So if you guys want to know what's happening with Acme, definitely check out Instagram. That's where most of the quick information comes from. And we'll have events coming up. And Sean and, you know, Sean and I and have seen each other down here. And Dr. Nelson, Dr. Norris, um, <laughs> I know we'll throw his name out there just to tease him up. He's a pretty amazing dad, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely be having events up here. And, you know, we're looking for a second anniversary party. And I just had uh, Crystal Springs Brewing Company down the street. They just brewed up a beer for me. So I've got my own beer. So, you know, you've made it when. Very cool. Um, when a beer is canned with your logo and theirs. So collaboration between the two of us, uh, Main Street Lager. So that'll be available coming the first week of June. And uh, wow. yeah, you know, just wow. trying to make things work with the other shops here in town and um, and reaching out and with the brands. And so, yeah, come and say hi, anybody. We're always here and we've got women's as well as men's. So, um, and you know, I, I can go down the rabbit hole. We've talked about it, but <laughs> on all sorts of things from fly fishing to hunting, to, you know, rafting, camping, all those. So, you know, people can come in and just wrap mm -hmm. it out. And I've always got a record player in the corner. I don't know if you see these on me, this is not for show. Um, but I do have yeah. a record player in here. So anytime you want to bring a record, you can bring your own to play it. Um, I love having people share their own music in here. Oh, wow. and yeah. So that's come and awesome. get it. That's pretty awesome. Look, Eric, uh, you know, this is the first time I'm meeting you and you're inviting me down to your neck of the woods. Sean hasn't invited me once yet. And we're about 19 it's, episodes in. So, yeah, yeah I think I'm going to take you up on that offer. Take a trip yeah. straight into Louisville and just fly right back out. You're, you, you're, wanting, you're wanting to come visit when I'm out of town. Like, See I mean, this? All these road we, don't have, we don't have time to process this. We have all to let Eric go. He's got a shop open. I'm where in New Jersey. You, I'm in New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. So when you mentioned New York, I'm like, yep, 
Yep, yep. Yeah. Everything about New York and, and cutting through. Uh, we've driven up to Boston and, and down to Maryland. So I was just when you were mentioning the sales and, and the East Coast, I was just kind of wondering that's not the easiest lifestyle, which is why I kind of had the questions for you in that manner. But yeah, Eric, I, I mean, I can definitely come and visit you since I've been yeah, invited. Yeah, come. I've got a place for you to stay. No problem. You know, bring the See family, that? show them, See show that, you guys around and come on. That's how I'm you invite someone, Sean. I love selling people on Colorado. It's, you know, it's one of those things I've lived I all I, over. I, I wish I knew someone in Colorado, but now I do. Yeah. Now you do. Now, now you I do. do. Yeah. Man, this we'll, is ex- we'll, I'm excited. This is we'll exchange contacts episodes. after the podcast, but uh, life changing. Yeah, Sean, whenever, whenever you come out to Colorado, just let me know. Yeah, hey, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, I'm wearing your clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just at what is going on? <laughs> this is like spiraling out of control. It's be good. Over here. We can have, yeah. Now we can have like a get together in Colorado because we, we got a guy out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Anytime. 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 <laughs> we'll put you on the boat. We'll go for a rafting trip. We'll make it happen. That's, so that's how you invite someone, Sean. Yeah, that's how it's okay, Sean. That's how it's done. So for the next time on uh, Dad's Unplugged, uh, Nelson <laughs> and I will be uh, speaking with. Uh, oh, now we switched and I'm in the guest <laughs> spot. <laughs> so for those who can't see until you're watching on YouTube, whenever Nelson finally gets it uploaded, uh, I just switched to the guest speaking spot on the yeah. screen. I don't know how that wow. happened. A couple questions for you, Sean. <laughs> I think the the algorithm just knew how to figure out who the co-hosts are. Damn, now Wild. I'm in the hot seat. Wild. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I really appreciate the invite, guys, and it's been, you know, it's it's one of those things I I love talking with other dads about where they're at and what's going on, and um, you know, I'm try to be as modest as I can about some of the things I've been through and what we do as parents and business owners and men in the world that it is today. But uh, you know, I appreciate being able to chat with you guys about it. I really do. So thank you. No, thank you. It's been great. Well, thank you, Eric, for joining us. Everyone, please follow him on social media and on his website. He does have a really cool new motorcycle, electric cycle. I don't know. I don't do it, but it looks really awesome uh, right now in the one shop. Le- one left in store, left, and I got, yeah. but I got another order. They're coming. So, we're so yeah, check check those out. And uh, everyone, thank you for listening uh, today. And as always, please subscribe on social media so you get announced when we have these episodes like this with Eric and the bonus episodes we have coming out throughout the course of the year. Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful day.